0: Hello, welcome to Sammy's Treasures, Revealing the Jewels of Autism. This is episode 11. Today we are featuring two dads since it is Father's Day in the U.S. Before we get started, reminder that the Evolutionary Healer Anthology book will be coming out early September or mid-September and you can follow how the progress of that by joining our website, becoming a website subscriber, www.moonoros.one, or follow us on our Facebook page, Revealing the Jewels of Autism. This is an unprecedented time, and I know there's a lot of confusion in the world right now, but the autists are very excited for what is happening. There is a lot of activity going on going on in the cosmic realms, and they're streaming through brilliant symbols and images, and some of our image activations can be seen on the front page of our website as well. So today I'd like to introduce you to my husband and Sammy's dad, who is a big supporter of our work in the background. And our other guest today is Lee, who is Daniel's dad. So first, I'll let Sammy's dad come on and introduce himself.
1: Hello, everyone. This is uh, Sammy's dad. As my wife uh, (laughs) introduced myself, what more would you like to know?
0: Well, um, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself. Who are you? Whatever, you you know, you feel comfortable sharing. What do you do?
1: Well, presently, I'm a uh, researcher. Uh, Recently got my Ph.D., before that i am a military veteran served for 20 years as a naval aviator and got into uh teaching at the masters level and performing research there and managing programs so that's what i do for my day job and when i'm home i'm supporting sam and uh our family with uh, all those things that need to be done, you know, at the house, keeping the house running and, and, and all that.
0: Yeah. Sam's dad's been a big uh, supporter of our work behind the, in the background, doing a lot of the technical things that is difficult to do or learn. (laughs) There's so many pieces to having a website and all these other technical aspects that go with it, including this podcast. Um, Next, I'd like to introduce Lee, who is Daniel's dad. So, uh, Lee, if you could tell us a little bit about yourself.
2: Hi, everybody. My name is Lee, and I'm Daniel's dad. I've been um, Daniel's dad. I'm actually Daniel's stepdad. I've known Daniel since he was 11. I met him when he was 11, his mom and him. Ever since I've known daniel my life has changed in a lot of ways being a first-time father and him being my stepson he is my stepson but he is my i'm his spiritual father that's what we've become we've become to each other we have realized that that's my importance to him is his support that part of the support is uh the spiritual part um for him and he's 25 i met him when he was 11. most of my life I, well let's put it this way i've worked in the matrix or worked outside working with office equipment for a good 35 years i worked as a office machine uh, le- um engineer uh taking care of um office equipment for medical offices, all, every, everything. So that was my day job for, for my, that was my occupation. Before I met Daniel, even, even for most of the time now, actually what I do is I'm a, I take care of Daniel 24 hours a day. I'm a home, home care provider for him. That's what my wife and I decided was best for the last five years is to semi-retire and help develop Daniel and our relationship and what's forming in this strange, it's strange, but this forming the strange bond that we have, um, that's so important to what's happening with the, the, the autism, the autistic. Collective, you know. So uh, we decided about five years ago to semi well retire from working as a copier technician and um, go 24 hours and support him. And so that's what we're doing, and that's what I'm doing now.
0: And I should add, yeah, that uh, Daniel or Lee is uh, Connie's husband, that when we did the mom's. Podcast last month, and Daniel's uh, light chants are featured on our website as part of the uh, Galactic Sun chants that Connie has been recording. So, you and Connie are doing some incredible work together uh, for sure. So, I'd like to ask, I guess, first, Sammy's dad, what it's like to live and raise an individual that is, has beyond verbal autism.
1: Put in perspective, right, does, you know, what was it like before we knew um, Samuel was diagnosed, and then all the way to now, you know, it kind of is a, uh, a spectrum there that spans time and it, As you know, the way we looked at Sam 20 years ago is certainly not the way we see Sam or what it's like living with Sam today, but I think in general terms, uh, you know, you go through a phase where, you know, there's a diagnosis and and living with them, you know, you want to try and help them medically or educationally, uh, uh, but, um, you know, and then you move to different phase of, you just want to, you know, sort of keep them safe and provide them a means to exist. And then, you know, light comes on and you see that, wow, they're, they're so much more than what you ever could have imagined or dreamed of, you know, um, you know, But, I mean, as a father, in general terms, you know, it's hard uh, sometimes because, um, you know, autism has its sensitivities, if you will. So sometimes it's hard to give a hug when, you know, your daughter might not be ready to receive a hug because it's too energetically intense or whatever. So it's it's learning to, I guess, provide space when they need it. I'd say the hardest part is is uh, when you when a nonverbal you know you're unable to really communicate, so not really to, able to understand at a deeper level what Sammy might be experiencing or going through. You know, and then. You know, how does that get interpreted in my neurotypical system, especially when you're tired or stressed out? So it's, you know, it's definitely challenging at times. But those are more, um, what can I say, limitations that I'm, of myself that I'm working, you know, through. And uh, I guess I can't imagine going through that without Susan, my wife, being able. To bridge that communication gap in ways which are you know, mind-boggling, um, but that allows then sort of understand what Sandy's going through and to uh, you know assist her there. And so uh, yeah, it runs you know the spectrum of emotions there as well. Um, it's hard really to condense it all.
0: Well, at what point do you think you started believing that uh Sammy was beyond uh this dimension multi Because, you know my my awakening happened first, I guess, and it wasn't probably always <laughs> clear to you at times that what i was uh might have been experiencing was was real because it was it happened so. In some ways, uh, so suddenly uh, for me.
1: Well, I mean, even before Sammy was born, right, there were times when I thought either I was losing my mind or you were losing your mind. <laughs> and so, you know, I think it was only living through your uh, bout with cancer and all of the. Um, I guess, mystical, divine kind of uh, experiences you had to, you know, most of those came to, well, they all, you know, pretty much came to fruition. And then you realize that, you know, it's breaking down belief systems first. So part of it was what you were going through and then trying to understand Reiki, which, you know, I couldn't feel anything. But then the experiences you had with, Uh, reiki and that i could you know feel and sense symbols at least through you and even when i did it you know and then meeting a whole other group of people that do that kind of you know work and you realize oh there is this whole other world of people that are experiencing things beyond your five senses and then i think uh Marrying up with Susie Miller, who I'd reached or found over on the internet who was doing research with a uh, Stanford emeritus professor at the time looking into subtle energies, and so there is a also a scientific bridge into that of which people were exploring things which you can't naturally observe through normal um scientific stuff. But then going through, you know, what Sammy and even our other kids were experiencing growing up, um, and then you meet other families via other social connections and you start to realize that, you know, nobody's making this stuff up and these aren't people that are, are nuts, crazy, and sanitarians, you know? And so, and I've had little experiences along the way, but this has been, you know, a decade-long experience to, you know, and and it's reinforced by people like you, Lee, and and Connie, and and others, you know, that we meet, that it's, um, it's how you know innately uh, that it's real, and that it's truthful, and that You know, if you were to just dump all of that on the lap of someone walking down the street, they would of course they would think you're you're nuts and bizarre because they're not they've never gone through those experiences and you can't just beam it into someone. So I guess it took time and it's still taking time, you know, I guess it started with our experiences and even going back before Sammy was born to when our first son, Christopher, was born, with all his challenges and heart surgeries and things he went through, you know, it opens your heart in, in different ways, which you could never um, expect. And I think that prepared us as well. So,
0: yeah, I mean, typically in this group, of people who are attracted to this work tend to be women and the or, the or the moms, let's say, and the parents that usually get the let's say the the spark or is ignited by their autist is usually the mother. And some, you know, some families don't last because uh, perhaps the the father cannot make the the adjustment, the consciousness adjustment that's needed, and so it's definitely we have not been able. Sammy and I would not be able to do our work and put it out in the world in the way that uh, we have been doing without without her dad. And we have to. When when, when I look at it too, Sammy. Is influencing her dad in uh, many ways because I'll be sometimes I'll be thinking something and then he'll do it or he'll you know say something that's you know so she is influencing you and she definitely has been driving our life I think from the day she was born about even where we're gonna live so uh, it's pretty it's pretty interesting. And a lot of you listening yeah, might,
1: but I'm am a hard head to crack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are a hard head to crack in
0: some ways. But uh, in fact,
1: she has bumped her head into mine several times, <laughs> saying, looking at me and hitting me in the head like three times. Like I know she's saying, "You got a head of stone." Yeah, that's for, that's for sure. <laughs>
0: um, but uh, it's what's helped us went over through the the physical because if it was left to me, we'd be living in a, a trailer for the most part, so um definitely uh her dad has been uh keeping stability in our home for us so um Lee, I'd like to ask you about your relationship with Daniel and what a miracle in a sense that you stepped into their life just hearing. You describe that he's, you know, you had, this was your first time father. This is your first child, so to speak, on this earth, uh, becoming a first time dad. And when he's eleven, so can you talk a little bit more about that relationship? I think it's just, just a miracle and just divine synchronicity. You know,
2: I agree. I agree. Um, my life changed. When I met Connie, of course, and then Daniel, everything kind of came in with a package. So I had no idea of what autism was. I had no idea of anything of what that concept of that, because it was just, just not even in my life then. And surprise, surprise, I met Connie, fell in love. Daniel fell in love when I first met Daniel. I said, "No, <laughs> I laughed at connie and said no he's he's smart he's way too smart this 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 guy's got you fooled and I didn't realize how much that was so true until we all kind of spiritually awakened as a family together, and this all happened after twenty eleven i awakened spiritually and then connie was there with me and then daniel awakened well not awakened but 2011 2013 he came on and boy our lives changed like that talk about (laughs) the difference not that my life didn't change with daniel in the beginning that that as a whole part a new father, a new new situation. Um, dealing with somebody with autism is a whole new situation, anyway, and and coming into that, yes, it's it's difficult, but love always conquers all. And I always figured that he had the love of his dad, his his um, his father still in his life, and I figured, you know, love is always big enough to cover everybody. So I figured I can be an extra father, uh, somebody to support Daniel too. So we had that beautiful relationship with his father. We still have that. Um, So Daniel does get the support of his biological father and his spiritual father now too. So it is a different, we run a different um, point of view for, for this whole um, autism awareness because he, we all have seen what can happen and what's happening and how different our lives are because we're aware of it and how much, if we weren't so aware of it, how we can be so closed how other families i can see how other families it needs a big support system to have this a father in the life of any child is big you know just like anything else you need both support systems but for autism for the children oh my goodness they they need even more support uh, of both parents and everybody that can be there so wow that's just a whole new avenue to open up and talk about what I've been opened up to and what my eyes and awareness and perception what I knew 14 years ago to now oh my goodness what a different man I am period because of it my life's changed because of it daniel. i'm around 24 hours a day i i support everything this household supports and runs on him daniel and that's how we that's how we do it that's how we do it that's love supports this family
0: yeah, that's beautiful. You can really, really feel that and feel uh the excitement in your voice, Lee, when you talk about that. And I would say same thing in our house. The <laughs> Sammy uh everything runs around Sammy, <laughs> evolves for around Sammy. Um, what our activities are even gonna be. But it, it's been it's been it's amazing what they what they bring in, uh, for sure. So Lee, I'd like to um maybe ask you uh if you how you receive information from daniel if if you're aware of that or you know how how does that communication between you and daniel go if you're have a sense of that
2: well we've built, we built up the 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 relationship with with daniel i've built up with the relationship with daniel um telepathy um works him and i we're 24 hours a day together. So we don't, I don't even speak throughout the day until Connie comes home half the time. So I don't, there's no voice. There's no language. There's telepathy. We, I talk to him, mind, always through my mind. Just even if I'm talking regularly, I'm actually in my mind talking to him. It's not even coming out of my mouth. No, there's no language. It's always just, hey, how, what do you think of this? And I'll I'll do it in my head automatically. But he always responds one way or another. Daniel will respond in a physical manner by clicking or uh, rolling his eyes. He, and and <laughs> the funny thing is, I real we realize that yes, autism rules this household in a way, but. He is so much more of a, of my God, of a young man becoming a young man, I've realized, because Daniel met him at 11 and now he's a young man. And and dealing with that as a whole uh, father-son relationship, that is a whole mm, different way of dealing with him too because i deal with him not dealing with him as a boy anymore but i do deal with him as a young man and i give him options now as a as a young man and he has now he knows he has options that he can make decisions on his own and i will give him his own decisions even if it's what to eat or what not to eat or i know you don't like that or it's I give him he has a decision he he knows he has a voice, and I think that is more important to him, knowing that even though he can't voice anything or his opinion really gets kind of disclaimed or kind of pushed off to the side, it is really important that he knows this household is aware that his opinion or his decision does count, that he is a man and he has an opinion in this household. He's no longer a child. I think that is important to him being, and him developing his own man, yes, his own manhood, his own, his own individual, individuality, his own Daniel, that's what we're supporting. Because he is great. He is great in what he's doing and and what he is doing for the world and for the universe. So I know, I know this because there's glimpse, there's always something that supports spiritually what he does and what we go through. Every day, something will always support and back this craziness up, you know, <laughs> ever since 2011, I always told my wife, you know, this is crazy. We're all crazy, um, <laughs> you know, um, cuckoo land. And, yeah. you know, but people are coming in and, and joining. So I don't know what it is, but I love it. And yeah. whatever supports Daniel, I'm 110, whatever, we're there. Mm. So, and he is always, always, Queuing in he will always queue in through somebody else that has no idea what's going on but it'll always queue in and it'll always make sense and it'll always back up what's happening so mm-hmm. crazy okay uh, I'm in the crazy land then <laughs> I know, <you> know so <laughs> yes, it a little it takes a little craziness and everything else to be out of the box to think out of you really have to think out of your old ways of thinking perception and old ways of beliefs because it's different they're different they are they work totally in a different way the the way they (laughs) so to tap into a different you have to go their way a different way of doing it open Mm -hmm. your mind open your perception open your heart your belief system's got to change. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. So,
0: How did you develop kind of that telepathic communication, you think? Or um, did you do anything special? Or do you, did you just trust what was, what was coming in? I mean, was there a process that happened to you?
2: There is a process. And it really is all on trust and belief on a system that's not even really here because we're working on something that you can't see smell touch but it's there and it it will not stop it it, it, it it's supporting everything i believe in him um telepathy, even even in, okay, even in, you know, when you're playing, a, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give a little, a supportive little thing that he does with us. We I play like a little game ninja, fruit ninja. It's just a little game, right? Mm-hmm. He can automatically come in and manipulate the game. And I know he is manipulating the game. And when I'm playing against my wife, he manipulates it. And I know he is manipulating it. That's the first time I realized and felt his energy come in Mm -hmm. and take control because I had no control of the game at all. He was the one doing it. So that was my first touch of that. Wow, there's something else. Mm -hmm. You know. So Mm
0: -hmm.
2: I think when we as parents. See something different, even the smallest little weirdness, or something that they're doing that is wow! Pay attention; mm-hmm. that's an opening to their greatness.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, yeah. it's the little things. We know this as parents; we see it. Right. And other parents, they just need to open their their sixth sense to it.
0: Mm-hmm. So yeah it sounds like trusting and allowing really made a big difference big difference for you and it's amazing what you're what you're doing with them um but i'm going to ask Sammy's dad uh how do you see yourself supporting i mean i've said a little bit about the physical aspect but um Sammy's dad how do you see yourself supporting Sammy's Sammy's work and her being this here
1: well i mean First, I, I believe in, you know, her, and um, even though I know it's beyond what my mind can fathom is going on, um, you know, from the creative and technical aspects, I try and support the uh, kind of the video creations and other things that try and um, you know, put you and, and Sandy's work out there. Um, so at least I feel like I'm contributing in, in some manner, you know, to uh, getting that message, you know, out there. You know, on the home front, the day to day stuff, supporter, just by, like we all do, you know, trying to know keep her safe, and we try and keep consistency with you know personal hygiene and adapting you know to that, trying to at least get her out of bed once a day when those times come um you know, so as a parent, you're trying to do what you would do for any normal typ- neurotypical child you know you want them to eat right and um Wash their hands and do all those kind of things. Um, you know, and try and find ways, if, if possible, to get them to exercise. But that's been challenging, you know, where we live and what Sammy is going through now, you know. So it goes in phases, trying to get bicycles or skateboards and get them going and participate in activities. Um, but right now we're in a phase, really, it's just, um, you know want to keep her in a safe clean uh you know nurturing environment and i think we've learned too to uh try and avoid crowds at least right now and well, that nothing to do with the covid per se talking about just the, the way she energetically responds sometimes to people out in the world who don't have a clue what she is or what she's going through or experiencing, you know.
0: Um, yeah, it has been a intense two and a half years uh, with Sammy, for sure. And uh, Sammy's dad has taken has taken some hits as she explodes, because uh, I'm not. I don't always feel safe trying to manage her. Uh, outbursts as these intense activations come through and yeah Sammy's
1: dead yeah, so sometimes like, yeah, like you're saying we have to uh, we don't want her to be banging her head in hard objects and causing stitches or any other weird stuff especially now with this current saga in the world going on um, so it's just trying to be with her during those times and you know, even bought a padded bed frame on the walls so, you know, I've gotten a secondary degree in drywall repair from all the walls <laughs> yeah. I've had to replace over the, uh, the last decade in rental properties that we were in. You know, at least now I can just patch it up. I don't have to worry about it, you know, since it's our house yeah well uh, you know and i know other people too they just pretty much have a plumber on call because everything in the world goes down the toilet and uh, they they routinely spend three to five hundred dollars a month just on uh on toilet uh repair and plumbing plumbing bills <laughs> you know so i would say i I'd, i prefer the drywall repair and, yeah I am thinking I'm buying a catcher's outfit though, just to protect <laughs> my shoulder. And uh, I haven't had time to get in the gym these days. So yeah. headgear helps too. Boxing headgear, I think, would be a be a plus.
0: Yeah. Well, and I think you definitely raise the bar for the material that we put out there. Because again, for me, I was like, ah, oh, uh, visual quality really doesn't matter and uh you know my husband's the one that raises the bar for uh the material that that goes out uh, as far as all the technical aspects of it so to give it that more professional look and you can see the the influence of that and as you could uh, listeners if you could hear that my husband is can be pretty uh, meticulous and precise in what he what he does and that is definitely a, a strength uh going forward to manage the website and give it uh, a particular look and consistent feel for that so that Sammy can stream her consciousness through it and uh interestingly Sammy 'cause she when Sammy is engrossed in something, and I'm sure Daniel is the same way that she is so focused that you can you cannot detract distract her you cannot detract her. I mean, we've tried with you know, the most highly valued edible like ice cream or you know things of that nature to even get her up, try to motivate her, and if she's in a zone where she is working in another realm, I mean she is right there and she once said to me that uh, that meticulousness comes from her dad. So she is as meticulous about her work as her as her dad is in in this physical realm. So that is something to uh, consider. Um, so Lee, what do you do? To I know you do some very magical things with Daniel. Can you talk a little bit about the 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 very physical things that you create with Daniel.
2: Um, physical in,
0: in what way? Oh, like the like the oils and oh, if there's oh, any oh. other any other kinds of things that you. Um, it sounded like you and Daniel have this kind of uh, Merlin relationship together as uh, alchemists and wizards, so to speak.
2: Oh yeah. Um, well Daniel helped me through a lot of the mawab time when i I did the mawab the oil mawab he helped me create not create but he helped support that and a lot of times i had we had him uh, we have him come in anyway he'll he'll support a lot of the the stuff we do spiritually or uh, things that will always ask his opinion on something uh ceremonies and and you know he's there even in, not physically but he's always there he'll show up somehow one one way or another he'll, he always shows up so that part is great with daniel as far as um spiritual we we do connect spiritually it grows every day with my you know with connie with daniel we have a actually we have a very good you know one will also think connie and i do this all the time we'll think one thing and she'll do she'll go get it or the same thing or daniel daniel now turns on and off the lights that's his new thing he'll turn on and off the light switch he's never turned it on and off before now i find around the house i'll have to watch out he has he'll have a trail of lights on now
0: you mean like you mean uh he switch he he he, he kind of uh spiritually turns them on and off or he physically goes around and switches them, them on and off
2: on and turns them on and off say that but again he does do a telekinesis
0: oh it's a telekinesis wow
2: he does he does stuff too but yeah it, but like Sammy's dad, I go through a lot of trying to, to okay, just to get in the car. there was a deal to try to get in the car, you know um sometimes it's very difficult. they don't want to go you're not you're not going
0: I know <laughs> we you know, know that too you're not
2: going anywhere, so you just have to have a lot of patience, and when they have their flare up and you're driving, yeah you know, there's, wow, you you have to make sure you, you're somewhere where you can pull over and let them get over it if you get, you know, because a lot of times it just, you can't add to it because it flares up more to whatever. So you have to more likely just be in the background and just make sure they're safe because dang, Daniel is not a runner, but he's ran from me, you know, and it's, It's very difficult when they do do that. It's a good thing that he he doesn't, midnight, he doesn't open the doors and get out, you know? I've I've Yeah, I know
0: friends, yeah. We know friends like that.
2: I've I've known, you know, poor poor them for dealing with that. Oh my God, you know, uh, I've had the front door open. We've had, I woke up with the front door open and my wife goes, why is the front door open? I go, I don't know, and I go, somebody's had to open that door and it wasn't me so we asked daniel he goes it was me like, oh, okay well. <laughs> so you know you try to influence yes that was wow that's cool but let's not influence that yeah, let's not do that so it's very difficult to you deal with the day in and day out of struggles of of diaper changing okay to uh Tantrums to yes balls <laughs> being busted through. Um, toy, I have five toilets. How many toilet seats? Oh, my goodness, uh, it doesn't <laughs> toilet seats like, no. No matter. You get the ones that are really good that don't break, don't won't swivel out. Forget, right, it. Still, still right, small as he is, per se. Uh, i I don't know how they do it, I but again. It just that's part of the life that maybe others will never see with um, regular, typical children. You know right. that we will see in a t- typical day. Right. We ha- have to handle. Oh my goodness! My my wife can no longer handle Daniel now that he's uh, becoming a a a, a man. He, right. He's hard to handle because as his strength is getting you know and you have to, he, i find that it's good to have a second it's good to have a man ha- handle it because daniel does deal differently with a man than a woman
1: mhm
2: everything else so he he deals with his mother differently than he does with me of course right so it it's very hard in in outside our house to go out in in the the world, it's hard with Daniel because it—it it, she can't do it by herself. I'm there to support her and it ta- <laughs> there are comical times that it takes both of us to handle him because, wow, it, yeah. you both have to kind of tap each other on the back and go, wow, babe, that was... Oof, that was... Yeah.
0: That. <laughs> well, and that's, uh, I think it just shows how how powerful the... The energy that comes through is—it's just—it's more than what um, a, an average person can handle. And let me just say what the MAWAB is—what um, that stands for. It's make a wish and believe, and it's an, uh, sort of an essential oil blend, right? That Daniel had you uh, create years ago—that you—that uh, uh, you—that you offer to to people. So. Uh, I just wanted to mention that, what M- Mawab uh, stood for. So um, I'm going to ask each of you, uh, what. why do you think dads have a harder time making a shift in consciousness? Because, you know, like Lee had said, that it's so important for dads to be present, and they're not, uh, especially with this population, they're not always there. So any thoughts on that? Either one of you can go first or why it's hard for harder for men to make this uh, shift in consciousness?
1: I don't know. I don't think I can generalize to the whole population of, of male why it's easier or harder. I think everyone is just different. I don't know. I think those questions probably are more at the... DNA and bloodline lineage and lives we have lived up in the past and patterns that we've acquired in our own lives you know so I think some of that is there is maybe physiological you know imprints and things that have to be broken down um i don't I don't know that I would know why it's. Easier or harder? There's obviously males out there that are having different spiritual experiences. I think pragmatically, it's because, or at least it influences, you know, you to be out there and have a day job and you know, and ends meet and pay the bills and do everything else. So there's not a lot of time for sitting in a lotus position somewhere, at least, you know. And um, so I don't know. Um, and then, you know, maybe my mind is, is busy with other chaffs as well as that intermingled with the, the day-to-day, you know, requirements of this, you know, the pragmatics of life. In addition to all, you know, the mind chatter and pattern belief systems, you know. So, I don't know, it's a lot to uh, contend with, if you will. So, you know, some of the spiritual things I end up approaching more intellectually, because I can resonate there. Um but I, you know, the experiences uh, during day-to-day activities, you know, even far between. Um, But I don't have explanations. Sammy may have explanations. (laughs) Yeah,
0: well, certainly, you know, we need the dads and and uh, like like you both are describing the, the physical nature of of um, these explosions that our adult autists can go through needs uh, a stronger physical presence. So Lee, yeah, you want to um, chime in about that?
2: Sure. Um, it's very hard for men generally, I believe, because we're brought up to to believe something totally, totally different than women, of course, uh, in that way so it's very hard it's we come up as a supportive the supportive to women to supportive for your family to support everything that's around you um and the pressure's there um as children we're not known to give a lot of our energies to we, we give it to support but we're not Really brought up to support children like mothers. There's things that Connie will do that I don't do for Daniel, and Daniel wouldn't would rather have Connie always do rather than me. Um, And that's that's just something that only a mother maybe can do, and only fathers can do for their sons. There's so it's tough, Um, and then throwing into into that thought throwing into a man's world of, oh here's your son or daughter that has challenges and a lot of times men don't know how to deal with that anyway uh, phys- uh anyway anyway uh, in a any kind of energy that's a difficult thing to deal with so because we don't deal with that aspect we're not known we're not taught to to deal with it we're not taught to actually open our hearts to that we're more taught to okay what can you do for the world how can you make it um, for your family what can you support and become for your family it's all the pressures of that um, yeah that's
0: true that's a good point
2: so the pressures of women and men is difficult as a whole and then you add in boy, uh, to to have uh, 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 any type of disability in in, in, uh, any kind of family, wow, you're asking a very, it's very special to find people that can deal with that as a whole, but then to deal with it in a different aspect of spirituality, wow, that's trying to find... Even men being spiritual at this point is very tough. I find myself being one of very few, but I can't help it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank goodness.
2: You know, yeah. So, if I can enlighten men out there, and I believe it's happening more and more now, men are becoming and opening their hearts and opening. Their minds to the possibilities to that realm of supporting more to the feminine side of the children, you know. That, that's, yeah. you know, yeah. They need the man, of course. They, they like to see Daniel, likes to see my structure of the father. He kind of gets on my wife for getting on me, mm. <laughs> you know, because women do get. And, tendency to to be more caretakers in that position mostly for for the children compared to me um i'm more lax in a lot of ways oh let him let him be you know Mm. where my wife will be on top of it where i'm kind of like hey (laughs) you know we're more lax in a lot of ways so there's a balance there Mm -hmm. but i think um, yeah Yeah. (laughs) Well,
0: I think you make a good point that males are raised, especially to physically take care of things around um, the physical care, you know, and especially around the safety kinds of issues. So, um, that's certainly what my husband provides, you know, is kind of the the physical safety, and he is really keen on keeping uh, that level of safety in our home. And so when you're kind of raised, I guess, to, to focus on that physical aspect, the physical needs for survival, those kinds of things, that um uh it's difficult for for men that they might um these individuals might need more of this other aspect and uh that feminine nature that's that's in all of us is uh i guess more naturally is able to receive that spiritual kinds of energetic information especially if you consider that the fem the feminine aspect is sort of that magnetic principle and enables one to to be still to to receive so you know it sounds like lee and connie have a balance there and have adapted to the needs of your autists and what they need now going forward, and you know for us as well, um that my husband and I provide a, a balance and um even though it may not always look uh, like it's in synchronicity, um that there is a, a a natural synchronicity in in our uh shared abilities, and yeah, I mean I hope that more dads i went i i do know a couple of other dads that accept their autists and are supporting them as well so today's episode was just obviously two sort of examples and to honor all the fathers on on this father's day and put out from our hearts through this message that You are all needed out there, dads, as well. And very special in uh, having brought through these very high vibrational autistics because mm, as messy as it can look at times, that the spiritual energy of your DNA, of the father's DNA, really was needed as well in order to bring uh, these... Very high vibrational autists onto the earth. And we offer this supportive message and message of honor to uh, all the dads who support these autists and also all the dad support that who support these uh, individuals that are considered to be developmentally delayed and just fathers in general that. We do, we are at a time when we need to re-examine not just the feminine but also the masculine aspect, that there is balance to both, and there is great power to be able to being able to express both natures in each one of us. And this is what we will aspire to because this is what will help us bring peace to this earth and enable us to live uh, in harmony with all of creation, with the earth, all our kingdoms, and uh, the mineral kingdoms as well. So with that, um, I want to thank you. Thank you both for for joining us and for... um, really being able to step out and allowing yourselves to be vulnerable because there is a level of vulnerability that's needed to uh, be able to publicly to share who you are and share the the joys and the struggles of parenting these very high vibe autistics. So thank you very much for listening. May you continue to be blessed and receive all that you need to move through these confusing times but it is also a very auspicious time so join us again next month and thank you again to lee and sammy's dad